Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why you should close the lid before you flush, the personality trait that makes you more likely to exercise, and how men and women tend to feel differently about their exes. Let's satisfy some curiosity. All right, this next story is not intended to freak you out or make you feel gross. It is intended to teach you about a simple change you can make in your life. One little minor change in behavior that will just make so much of a difference. If you are not someone who closes the toilet lid before you flush, then you should start doing that right now. I have done this for years. You have not, Ashley. I have not. And after this story, have you started? Not yet. What? I think I, but I'm thinking about it a lot more. So <laughs> All right, here's why you should close the lid before you flush. Three words, toilet, plume, aerosols. I'm not talking about hairspray here. Toilet plume is the scientific term for germs and fecal matter that spray up to 15 feet in the air every time you flush. And no, it's probably not going to kill you, but yes, it is pretty gross. And fortunately, a really easy thing to fix. Whenever a toilet flushes, these aerosols float into the air to spray the toilet seats and lid, the floors, and any nearby surfaces. Think towels, washcloths, and yes, toothbrushes. The spray can contain scary things like salmonella, norovirus, E. coli, and other pathogens. Those bacteria could linger and keep on spraying for a few flushes after an infected person uses the toilet. And once out of the toilet, some of those germs could survive on counters and floors for weeks or even months. In a letter to JAMA, a team of physicians reported the results of a very unlucky eight-hour flight where eight of the 14 crew members got sick with norovirus and had some issues in the airplane's bathroom. The team found that passengers who developed norovirus symptoms in the days after the flight had also visited the bathroom significantly more than those who didn't get sick. So yes, toilet spray can certainly be harmful. Now, it's important to note that the vast majority of microbes that end up in toilet aerosols are totally harmless. And to get sick, you'd have to not only ingest those microbes, but ingest them in high enough numbers to actually cause an infection. Still, it isn't too hard to stop harmful bacteria from escaping the toilet. Just close the lid. Science says it works. One 2012 study found that leaving the lid up led to 12 times as much dangerous C. diff bacteria in the air as there was when the lid was down. 12 times! Lids exist for a reason, and it's not just to keep your pets from drinking the water in it. That reason is to keep you safe and clean. True, sometimes that isn't an option, like when you're in a public restroom with a toilet that doesn't have a lid. In those cases, just lean away from the bowl when you flush and wash your hands right away and maybe cover your toothbrush at home just to be on the safe side. I'll try, Cody. I support this decision. If getting in shape is on your list of New Year's resolutions, then you might be interested in this next story. Researchers have determined the personality trait that makes you more likely to exercise. According to a new study published in Psychological Science, people high in a trait called planfulness are more likely to engage in regular physical activity. That is, people who make concrete plans to meet long-term goals go to the gym more often than those who don't plan that far ahead. And the good news is that you don't have to even be that detailed about the plan to make it work. You just need to have one. The study had participants write down their exercise plans and fill out surveys to measure their self-control, grit, planning, and general personality traits. 
Then researchers recorded their gym attendance at the university rec center for 20 weeks and measured it against their survey responses. All of the participants hit the gym less and less often as a semester went on. That's understandable. But those who said they liked planning went more often than their peers. What the researchers didn't find was a significant relationship between the detail of plans and their execution. So basically, just making a plan could be enough. If you're not naturally planful, the good news is that you can change your personality, although it does take effort. I know, I know, there's another goal to achieve, right? But don't stress yourself out. Just remember that planful people demonstrate three central strategies that you can work toward, too. The first is mental flexibility. That means taking an abstract idea and actually translating it into concrete actions. For example, imagine your ideal diet and then break down what your grocery lists, cooking routine, and dining out behaviors will look like. Second, cognitive strategies. Make plans that evolve as you check goals off the list. Start small and grow your objectives. And the third strategy, future orientation. Planful people think about the future, make sacrifices, and delay gratification in favor of those long-term goals. According to research, those are the key strategies you need to use to set goals, monitor your progress, and achieve something great. Working out regularly isn't something that just happens when inspiration strikes or when you feel like doing it. It's a long-term goal that you need those strategies to achieve. You can become a planner, and those planning skills could help you meet all kinds of goals. So don't wait for that feeling to hit. Get planning today. Today's episode is sponsored by Mova Globes, rotating globes powered by light and Earth's magnetic field. If you're new to this podcast, then you should know that Cody and I both have Mova Globes. And it's kind of cool how different they are because that sort of reflects how different our interests are. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> like Cody's is this kind of antique looking political map where you can see all the different countries because Cody just loves maps. I do love maps. And Ashley's is Mars. Because Ashley loves Mars. I do. <laughs> <laughs> the Mova Globes don't use any batteries or cords. Instead, hidden magnets make them move using a technology that's the first of its kind. The globes turn on their own when they're exposed to ambient light. Mova Globes are the perfect decor for a conversation starter, not to mention a great gift for the person who has everything. And right now, during their special holiday promotion, you can get 15% off everything, plus free shipping. This is their biggest deal of the year. So please visit MovaGlobes, M-O-V-A Globes dot com slash curiosity and use coupon code curiosity. That's C-U-R-I-O-S-I-T-Y for 15% off your purchase. Plus free shipping. One more time, that's MovaGlobes.com slash curiosity, code curiosity. Breaking up is hard to do, but who is it harder for in general? Men or women? New research into heterosexual ex-partner relationships shows that men tend to view their exes more positively. But does that mean they find breakups easier too? I'm on good terms with every one of my exes, except one. And I am not on good terms with pretty much any of my exes. There you go. Science. Science. Proven. Proven. Story's over. JK. <laughs> the way we think about our exes does matter when you consider there are often shared investments, like couches, dogs, Children, video games, not to mention the way you think about your ex could affect future relationships. So recently, scientists wanted to find out if they could change people's feelings about their exes. The answer to that was no. But they stumbled upon another discovery. Men tend to have slightly more positive feelings about their exes than women do. 
This was based on a series of studies consisting of questionnaires taken by heterosexuals in their early 20s who are currently in a relationship lasting at least four months and who had been in a long-term relationship in the past lasting at least that long. So where could this difference in attitudes come from? Well, from an evolutionary perspective, we partner to have babies, right? So the idea here is that women need to invest more time in their offspring so they benefit from long-term exclusive relationships. Men, on the other hand, may be less constrained by extended parental investment, so it's possible that they increase their genetic fitness with more sexual partners and thus have a more relaxed attitude about sex. The researchers reasoned that this attitude could mean men hold on to positive memories or feel open to rekindling past romances, while women have more negative views so they can focus on future long-term exclusive relationships. Social conditioning could also play a part. Men tend to rely on their female partners for emotional and practical needs, while women get support from other sources like friends and family. Another possibility demonstrated by past research is that women experience more severe emotional pain from a breakup, but also recover more completely while men remain emotionally attached. So who wins out when it comes to breakups? Well, no one really. But past research suggests that people who pine for their exes have lower quality future relationships. As a result, the researchers say that despite their rosy attitudes, men might have a harder time here. And for the record, I am not pining for any of my exes. I believe you. Just on good terms. Yes. Thank you very much. And also, I feel like I've definitely heard people say that when someone's on bad terms with all of their exes, they're the problem. So I I admit that that is a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Ashley. All right, Ashley, did you learn anything cool today? I learned that I'm an awful girlfriend. No. Uh, (laughs) I learned that I need to close the lid before I flush the toilet. Poor Aglet. I'm going to start doing it. I do realize it's hard for certain pet owners whose animals drink out of the toilet. How does a cat even reach down that far? Your cat's not that big. It's very funny to watch. I need some Instagram proof of this. All right, I'll take a picture next time. Okay. What's Aglet's Instagram account again? Aglet is tiny. Cool. Give her a follow. (laughs) And I learned that planfulness makes you more likely to exercise. I guess I should just start coming up with plans if I want to work out more. But I have been doing hot Pilates quite a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, I've heard you say multiple times that, yeah, you know, a lot of times I'll just like, I'll just get into an exercise routine and like, like get really motivated about it. So I'm just going to wait for that to happen. I mean, you don't say wait, but it's kind of like that. Don't wait. So that's valid. (laughs) But also, yes, I should push myself a little further along like this. I mean, only if that's a goal you have. That's, you know, doesn't have to be. Very true. And we also learned that I'm a terrible girlfriend. (laughs) I mean, that men tend to feel more positively about their exes and women tend to feel more negatively. And that might be for all sorts of reasons. But I personally think it might be the uh, social support one where men get more support from their female partners and women get more support from everybody else in their lives. Could be. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out someday. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.